You've reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys, and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geeks Watch, for the Geeks and all the Geeks to come. Welcome back for another shift on the Geeks Watch. We are here talking about the last five episodes of the first season of Cursed on Netflix. That's what we're going to talk about this week. But first, as always, we got to get into our Geeks Watch. So... Elizabeth, what did you watch this week? So I was really boring this week. Um, I don't think boring is the word. I mean, I, I know <laughs> I'm sticking up for you because I'm biased, but we haven't really had a couple moments. There has not been a lot of time, no. So the main things that I've uh, that I watched this week that were not cursed were uh, mostly the news because there's a fair amount going on. So it was a lot mm -hmm. of. C-SPAN NPR this week. <laughs> I want to go ahead and say that current events are, in fact, also cursed. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. So, yeah, so most of, most of my time has been spent just trying to keep up with what's going on, since it's likely going to involve several new pieces of legislation that I'm sure I will have to combat in my day job. So... <laughs> Wait, we're going to have plenty of time. The president is going to push back the elections. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a fun one. That's a podcast for another time. Yes, that's, a, that's an entire <laughs> podcast. I mean, um, we, we could have geeks politics. I feel like that's that. like whatever that. you geek out about. I, it is. I, I made this network that is especially. It's whatever you geek out about. Yeah. Some things hey, I have posters of are more divisive. <laughs> you have posters of peyote? Of AOC. Oh, AOC. Oh. Okay. Well, I, she's great. Yeah. So I spent most of my week doing that. Um, I recommend everybody go and watch the news, as depressing as it might be. It is your civic duty to be informed and engaged. So. No matter how you vote, no matter how you feel, please stay informed. Get your information from reliable sources and multiple sources. Check your bias and don't take anything at face value. Oh, check your bias. Just straight up the check your bias. Okay. Good. No, that's fair. I, yeah. I want to say everybody, everybody could use to check their own oh, bias. Oh, I know. I understand. I understand. I, I want to ask one thing. Um, as is normal for the Geeks Watch, whenever we talk about any shows or anything like that, um, do you have any predictions for next week? Will we have new health legislation signed into law? Next week, no. Okay. Week, they, uh, said, they said Sunday. They did say Sunday. <laughs> and here's the thing. Congress is very, very good at operating past deadlines. Uh, they don't... Our government is not equipped to 
solve a problem before it becomes a crisis. So it's going to take probably at least a week for negotiations to fully materialize and get something through the House, the Senate, and signed by the president. So I don't expect any new legislation to be finalized within the next week, um, but we should see something most likely before the middle of the month um, and definitely before the end of the month because the crisis will just mount too, too high. I want to put in my own prediction. I want to say that no one will have seen the documents for the pitch even oh, by no. this time next week outside of like the actual like, like Senate Republicans. And they'll say they have, but it's only their aides yeah. that might have read half of it. We'll find out. Well, that's, where, as, that's what I'm thinking. As was witnessed this week with the lack of knowledge by Republicans of what was in their own bill when asked about it, um, mm-hmm. I don't anticipate anybody... It, our representatives almost never read the legislation unless their name is on it as a drafter. Um, mm-hmm. And then they don't read it until the very end. Um, our government is run by 20 something staffers for better <laughs> or worse. That is the way our government is run. And <laughs> so no, I, they, they won't have read it. They won't know what's in it except for perhaps the talking points that they were handed three minutes mm-hmm. before being interviewed by the news. Well, there you go. The news, <laughs> the news everywhere. Always. So, which, whichever way you fall, watch the news. Yep. Hey, I just want to see what's inside those Epstein documents. Is some of it out. Ooh, nice. <laughs> okay, Stephen, what'd you watch this week? Uh, real quick, um, one of the first, one of the main things that I liked that I saw with my two eyes this week um, was some of the names on our Patreon. I want to go ahead and say thank you to Chelsea West, uh, R- Raphael Encinas, or Mobile Rafi, and then Case Aiken. Thank you guys for your support. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, our, our new Patreon that I'd always threatened to actually start up and finally did. So look at that. <laughs> there were a lot of great... Uh, awards benefits tiers on there so and if you have a thousand dollars you should definitely go for that one <laughs> yes please hey, i have a question if i decided to uh to support the uh, geek elite patreon uh would i become like a majority stakeholder in this venture <laughs> we're, not no. publicly tra- we're not publicly traded we're just taking donations yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I, mean, I will get to tell you guys what to talk about in the next podcast and you, so on you get to vote this is true. You get to on vote. what we get we oh. talk about in the next uh podcast so all right so well, take it sway the opinion of the uh other donors sure go right um, ahead yeah g- give us money <laughs> uh, uh, we'll take it under advisement with extreme prejudice i mean i feel like you should already just be giving me money <laughs> <laughs> well yeah it's called the asshole tax <laughs> but no, um, for this week, uh, one of the, the the actual thing that I think I probably took in the most um, was actually um, it's a, it's a little counter to some new up and coming uh, geekly media stuff. But I listened to a Shadowrun podcast. Ooh, um, it's called Fun City Ventures. Um, it's one of the people who is like the main GM for the thing, the, the game master for it is actually Mike Rignetta from the PBS idea channel. Um, if anybody watched that, he's one of my favorite internet people. Um, Shadowrun is just cyberpunk D and D D in the future. Um, like D and D continues into the future basically. Uh, and so technology happens and then, um, elf, 
uh, orc, whatever DNA all emerges from humans. Um, and so there's like all these different like neo humanity classes. It's a really interesting one and they do a very good job. So cool. yeah. uh, you can find that across all podcast services um, as either just like fun city or fun city ventures, or just Google that somewhere and it'll come up and you can get that RSS feed and put it right into your podcatcher. Yeah. Right next to geekly media. Of course. Of That's course. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what I always thought was like, it's like onward onward was weird because they made it so that when technology came along, it just pushed out magic. Like I mm-hmm. like the idea of, Hey, we have these two things. Let's marry them together. And now you get magical tech armor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's so much better. Yeah. No, the other. I don't think it has to be one or the other. Cause I mean, look at the world that we have around us in general, you have the idea of people like, like doing something to better their body or something, or just augmenting it with something else, some other piece of technology rather than better our brains or anything. We just keep our cell phones handy with Google. Yeah. Same concept. Yeah. I mean, you go into religion, like the, the printing press made it so that people everywhere could, you know, like praise God. Right. (laughs) <laughs> I just, I just want to say John, John's making a face right now for anyone who's just listening to audio. However, John, when, when you went to go type up your last article for geek elite media, did you not Google anything for reference to double check your facts or did you just keep them all from upstairs in your dome piece? No, I'm just trying to confirm how any of that is related to magic. You know what I mean? Like the, the, like the, the same concept, like like if magic exists, that's in a, like a, na- a natural existence for the people who have that stuff for other people who want to try to match the people who have magic, they would naturally try to augment themselves with technology mm-hmm. where someone else would have greater abilities with than them utilizing their magic. So like the equivalent of athletes who do extra workouts, maybe take enhancements of some kind, but then I can ride a bike and run and move just exactly on running. Yeah. So that, that, that's the most it can, to what I was trying to say. Thank you, Mitch. I appreciate that one. <laughs> it, was, it was a joint effort. <laughs> Working out and just using a car instead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, Steven. So, Fun City Adventures? Fun, Fun City Ventures. Fun City Ventures. Yeah. And that's a Shadowrun podcast. Anything else? I mean, there were definitely some other things uh, that I watched and took in this week, but those things might come up next week on bum, the bum. Geek's Watch. Jessica what did you watch this week um I needed something to play in the background for while I was doing a bunch of other stuff and I decided to watch a show that I hadn't watched in forever probably since it was on TV and that was Glee on Netflix (laughs) it is really weird watching it again I feel I don't know I just it's so cheesy and i mean granted i was what was it the end of high school when that started and i started watching it so (laughs) i don't know but i also i still enjoy it there's still a lot of things in it that i really like i really like musicals in general and this has a lot of good music in it a lot of great singers in it and oh it was like it's just ryan murphy at his best basically yeah i mean it I don't know if I'd say Ryan Murphy at his best, but definitely Ryan well, Murphy. <laughs> one of his tops. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely 
No, it's definitely one of his tops. I mean, it, it's the thing that kind of put him on the map. Like it, it was a huge hit for him. And then just about everybody else after that started picking him up for whatever. And all of his stuff is pretty much like diverse. It's not like Dick Wolf who keeps making please um, over and over again. <laughs> like, but he's really good at those. Don't get me wrong. I like all of them, but I'm just um, saying. <laughs> yeah, don't knock my 12 versions of Law and Order. <laughs> but, like you got American Horror Story, American Crime Story, uh, Glee, Hollywood, uh, The New Normal. I mean, Ryan Ryan yeah. Murphy's all over the place with, with the stuff that he that does. And then he makes things like Scream Queens, is a, which is a lot like Glee in the fact that it's just super fun and and goofy and stuff like that but completely different from american horror story yeah so so how far did you get in your rewatch of glee i think i don't know because i'm literally watching it in the background i'm pretty sure i am past the halfway point in season one so if i remember correctly i think season one was like a half season because they were trying it out okay then maybe season two did they get to regionals no, but they just finished sectionals. <laughs> so they passed their first sectionals in which Rachel goes, don't tell me not to live, just sit and putta. Like that one was their sectionals. <laughs> and I have to get, like, that was probably four episodes ago that I got that. And then, yeah, which I completely forgot. I And I can't remember the name of the actor who plays like the teacher, Will Schuster. I forgot. He has this excellent scene in which he finds out his wife has been lying to him about her pregnancy. And it's just so well done, his anger and rage. I was like, man, I forgot this scene. And it was just so great to watch again. Did they sing? Did he sing his frustration at that situation? No, he doesn't sing his frustration. It's literally just he's. I don't know. Have any of you watched it? Before? No, everything. I, everything I know about okay. uh, about it comes from Community. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I was about no to it's actually, although Glee seems like often fun, it has a lot of serious themes in it. And and one of them is that she, his wife kind of sort of hold on to him, ends up faking a pregnancy and he finds out. And it's just one of those good, just honest rage. Just he's so angry, like you're worried he's going to beat her up kind of thing, which he doesn't, thankfully. But like, it's, it's just a really good scene within like, a seemingly goofy show and there's a few other things that are very serious and well done um like one of the characters coming out to their like uh what is what does he do he's a mechanic father who yeah. you know and how the mechanic yeah yeah and and how his father deals with it and actually supports him in the way that he can support him which i always like love seeing in general is like those conservative and american man fathers actually giving a crap about their gay sons it's like something we should see more about um, but, um, but yeah, it's just like, there's just a few tidbits here and there of like some really well-acted, well-written moments outside of just the crazy song and dance stuff that would never actually happen. But, and there's plenty of normal high school drama as well. Oh yeah. Tons of it. <laughs> and I guess I have to bring it up at all. Like, did you, were you affected by Naya Rivera's passing at all? Uh, yeah, but like it definitely reminded me of how much I liked her character on Glee, and it definitely, um, and it definitely, I probably wouldn't have ended up rewatching Glee if she wasn't in the new, if her death, her tragic death, wasn't in the news. So it probably did lead me to watching Glee again and wanting to see her at her best. I guess. 
there you go. There's uh, yeah, there's two unfortunate deaths in that cast right there at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah. Uh, anything else that you watched this week? Do you like to talk about? Um, I won't go too much into it because I think John also watched it, but I watched um the strongest <laughs> man in the world because <laughs> <laughs> with my parents and decided to somehow convince John to watch it as well for his little. And then she forced John into it. <laughs> I didn't. I honestly didn't think he would watch it. I was just. I just was hey, watching it. And... There, people don't know that. <laughs> well, now I know. Uh, so uh, Glee was on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Uh, John, then it's a nice segue. How was the strongest man in the world? <laughs> it sucked. But <laughs> I mentioned that the uh, that Glee episode of Community is one of my all time top favorite, uh, <laughs> um, and uh, that's probably the most interesting thing I'm going to say right now. Uh, you you could put that in your list of five things. Huh? What did I watch that episode of that, Community? That's one of your favorite, no, that's favorite. for Community. Oh, yeah, I mean above the paintball episode. Um, yeah, I really. Like, is it just because you like to be contrarian? I mean, I don't like everything that's like the status quo of things. Sometimes I like the underdog or the uh, the less appreciated. I episode. think that's the other way around, isn't it? Yeah. Usually, you like to like the things that the that it's the underdog. No, 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 the underdog after the winner is declared. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I want the community because community is already an underdog show, so. It was an underdog show. This is true. I feel like I love love every episode of that show. So (laughs) it's a great show. Except for maybe the first two. I haven't seen the Yahoo year that you mentioned the last. Just don't. Just don't, man. No, do it. Just Just don't. Complete. You have to complete. Nope. Nope. I'd have to watch the whole thing. Nope. Like Mitch. Mitch is hurt, and he thinks that everything needs to be finished (laughs) and completed because all those years ago. Fox let him down. <laughs> they did. They really did. Steven, that's a low blow. They that did was it. a low blow. They didn't no, know. No, 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 low ratings. He's <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, but if you if you look at look into the future or our present, like everything has low ratings. Like it, that's fair. It's not even a thing anymore. It's not even <laughs> how they measure shit anymore. Fake news. So strongest man in the world. <laughs> I decided to make it my life tweet for the week also. So if you're interested in what my thoughts were in real time, you can go back and look at my tweet history. And um, Was there any tweet you regret- regretted? The first one? <laughs> Not necessarily. Well, I'm just curious. Cause like maybe in the heat of the moment, you know, as this is going, you're like, oh, this thing is terrible. And then it's, there's a twist at the end that makes the previous thing better. Well, so it starts off. I guess we have to follow the 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 uh, in continuity or in linear time. At first, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be like a simple little comedy." It's it starts off with a Dennis the Menace style like animated opening, mm-hmm. and then it's just so flat and boring. <laughs> and like the the humor, it's like it felt like a thirty minute episode of like My Three Sons or something, <laughs> stretched out over like an hour and a half. And at some point, I realized, oh, this is meant to be like a live action cartoon because literally somebody tries to pull weights 
They're too heavy, and their arms get stretched out like five feet in front of them. They look like Mr. Fantastic arms. I mean, what? Oh, okay. I get it now. This is supposed Jessica to be. Jessica is like dying. <laughs> context for anybody that doesn't know. This is like uh, one of the like 60s Disney movies. 19, it's a 1970s Disney live action yeah, movie. Like yeah. like this it's was like Dark Side of the Moon came out the same year this movie was made. <laughs> but that's it, doesn't, it doesn't hold up at all. And it's Unlike like Dark Side of the Moon. Right? Is there a mute button for Steven? (laughs) (laughs) There is. You can mute him on your side. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, so, yeah, the humor is just really flat. I mean, there was little surprises here and there. Like, oh, some cameos I wasn't expecting from some, like, minor celebrities. I don't know. Maybe back then they were bigger. Um, One of the ones that I was immediately kind of like, oh, crap, he's in it. That's amazing. Uh, Cesar Romero, the uh, original Joker from the 60s Batman. Uh, he plays sort of an antagonist in this movie. But um, overall, I mean, Kurt Russell looking like so young and fresh-faced was kind of refreshing because only a few short years afterward, he'd be doing Snake Plissken and Escape from New York. And then... I mean, a few short years? That's like... 1981 is when Escape from New York comes out. Yeah. And then... No, wasn't it 80? I'm pretty sure is. I mean, it could have been 80, but that's still eight years, man. Yeah. I guess so, but nevertheless, the movie's meant to be a comedy, and it just didn't really feel like it. It just was just so like bland. And uh, we'd had a discussion later when we found out, like, oh, this was during that dark period where Disney didn't know how what to do with live action anymore, and even their or anything really. <laughs> Have they actually been doing good with with live action at this point? Uh, they were pushing out a lot of live action because their animation department had gone through such a dramatic change with all the old guys sort of retiring or dying off. And they couldn't like get the same quality that they could have within their animators. And then also just because of who was running the company at the time after Roy Disney left it. And just it was just animation was failing. So they kept on pushing these live action movies. I assume because they were cheaper to make. I can't remember exactly why. And the live action movies are just really live epic movies for their time. Like, it's hilarious in 1970s. It's not hilarious now. It's just yeah, goofy. Yeah. It's it, a time period when they were reusing animation from older movies and just recoloring them. Uh, like, they reuse a bunch of scenes from The Jungle Book and in Snow White in, like, Robin Hood. It's really bizarre when you look at them side by side comparisons. Like this is exactly the same thing; they just colored them different. Crazy. I mean, yeah. Animation takes a long time, and animation back then took even longer. So I yeah. can. <laughs> well, I want to say the seventies. It was the Rescuers, which I think people hardly know at all. It's one of my favorites, but people hardly know the Rescuers. Um, Pete's Dragon was in the seventies. <laughs> Um, kind of sort of animation was bed knobs and broomstick was I think the beginning of 70s and I think there was one more but I can't remember what it was but they're just Everybody, really everything we've said so far we haven't said anything about the plot of the movie <laughs> I mean it's the strongest man alive or strongest man in the world it's pretty self-explanatory kind no? of. it's not even the strongest man in the world it's a strength formula that they decide to sell to a cereal company like that yeah it's essentially like a nutty professor situation <laughs> yeah. where they just come up with a, uh, like a, a mini like super soldier serum but it wears off in like a couple of hours so yeah. 
they just decide, hey, we can mark this at this university that we're currently all being fired from because yeah. we're not producing anything. And it just becomes a competition between two universities. And then it literally ends with just the good university or not even probably like a city college or something, you know, winning the competition. And that's so like, literally all there is. There's like no stakes, no real nothing. Yeah. It's just now, like, ugh. At the time, though, that university is mentioned in other movies within the same time period. Like, I want to say Flubber is, oh, I can't remember, the, the, the geeky, the, the university, the main university, the, the, the good guys university. Is Medfield? I, I think so. I can't remember, but I think that university is central to other universities within other Disney movies at the time, if I remember correctly. They were all uh, together. But anyway, yeah. so I did go through a live tweet of this whole thing. Um, I don't regret it. There's a lot of Disney movies I haven't seen before, and it has a charm to it. It's just, uh, yeah, had it not been brought up to me, like, hey, you should watch this. I this would not have been a pick. They would have come up on my uh, my watch list. Was that on Disney Plus? That is on Disney Plus. I can't imagine. And then- that would be anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, I I doubt it's anywhere else. And then I guess I probably should do a live tweet of watching Black Hole. <laughs> Is that what you said? We're all supposed to watch that at some point. Oh, are we all watching that? Oh, okay. We're supposed to watch the Black Hole and the Event Horizon together at some point. I can't wait for that double feature. <laughs> okay, then. All right, well, then, John, you'll have to get me something that you want me to live tweet to watch. Yeah, okay, don't think of something. To any of this. I mean, you did. You said as long as we watch it. During the daytime, you'd be okay. You'd be okay. Doesn't mean I agree. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of agreement. Okay. So, uh, uh, yeah. The Strongest Man in the World on Disney+. Plus For my week's watch, I had, I had two movies. Uh, the first one was a new psychologic, psychological thriller from Kevin Bacon called You Should Have Left. If you were a fan of Stir of Echoes, it's definitely in that same vein of movie. I even believe it's the same director, maybe. Um, Very trippy, but then it's also like Kevin Bacon and Amanda Seyfried are married in this movie. And they, they at least play really hard into the fact that they are like he's really old for her. Like it's very creepy, like to see them making out and it's weird. So uh, they have a kid together. They, she is a big Hollywood star. He has a, a, a pass. Like People recognize him, and he gets all creeped out by it because it's not a good reason they recognize him. Uh, don't really want to spoil any of that, but they decide to take a vacation before she starts her next movie project, and it's in a house that they rent, basically a Airbnb in the middle of some uh north of london home or something i don't know north it's somewhere in the country (laughs) yeah uh and it's weird shit just starts happening from there so it's a good movie but you have to you have to like just let it happen to you i guess is the way to put it (laughs) like you just have to go along with the ride Never. Does it make <laughs> no, I mean, just don't sit there and try and be like, okay, I got this. I'm, I'm ready. I'm figuring this part out, or oh, okay, I saw, I caught that. No, just, just kind of like absorb it all, and then, yeah. 
So that that's that movie. Uh, uh, just to let you know, Mitch, that was the uh, same director. Not only that, but he's directed and written some really interesting movies. David Cope is the writer director of the movie, and what he oh he wrote Jurassic Park. He wrote Sp- the Spider Man with Tobey Maguire. He wrote Mission Impossible. Like, yeah, he's he's been he's done a lot of stuff. Done a lot of stuff. So. Angels and Demons, A Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Sethura, World of the Worlds, Secret Window. Wow, we <laughs> well, we don't talk about Secret Window. Wow. Oh my god, I uh, forgot about Secret. Yeah, that was that was pretty bad. The only horror movie I ever saw in theaters. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> the other movie I watched uh, is definitely something that John would like, or at least would be interested in. Uh, Madness in the Method. This is Jason Muse's movie that he wrote and directed, or I'm sorry, he directed. He didn't write, uh, but it stars him as him. So, if you want to see a whole bunch of people from the Viewskew universe playing hyper uh, exaggerated versions of themselves, including Kevin Smith and Brian O'Halloran, you can. Uh, in this movie, Jason is playing uh, Jason Muse, Hollywood actor, trying to make it bigger in Hollywood by being more than just Jay and uh, people don't take him serious. So someone passes off a uh, basically a acting for dummies book, but it's called using method acting. And like he reads through the book and even though the guy who gives it to him says, Hey, don't read it quickly. Like sit there, read each one, each chapter, absorb it and stuff like that. Like ponder over it. But he reads through the book quickly and, well, he takes everything a little too far. Like the, this is how the movie starts out. Uh, him being friends with Vinnie Jones, yeah, that Vinnie Jones. Uh, he borrows Vinnie Jones's car after he has a bad uh, audition for a movie because the guy's like, "Wait, aren't you the that J guy? Shouldn't you be saying stuff like schnoogans?" And he's like, "No, that's you know, I'm trying to be a serious actor." Well, when he t- takes Vinnie Jones's car, he goes to that director's house later on. And he's like, look, I'm a real actor. Let me show you. I can be serious. And then he ends up killing him. And then as he's leaving, he uh, he gets spotted driving Vinnie Jones's car. So then Vinnie Jones gets arrested for murdering this director. And the movie just goes from there. It's 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 very much black comedy. It's 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 death humor kind of stuff. So uh, if you want to see Jason Mewes trying to do something a little bit different than being Jay, this is the thing for you. It's got a lot of meta humor, which I like, but it's also a little bit too much uh, campiness for being the material that it wants to be. So, uh, anybody have any questions on either one of these movies, which can be found on VOD? No. Is it uh, free on Amazon Prime? Uh, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Well, I might have to watch it because I'm going through the cast list and it's like getting better and better. And then I see Ivana Lynch is in here and I'm like, sold. I'm watching this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, which is interesting. It's in Stanley. It's one of the last movies Stanley was in before he passed. Uh, Terry Hatcher's in the movie, but she plays Jay's Jay's uh, uh, agent. So, but Dean Kane is also in the movie and he plays Dean Kane. Like, there's a bunch <laughs> of different people in this that just play either themselves or actual characters. Danny Trejo plays a weird version of himself. Harley Quinn Smith's in the movie. 
Casper yeah, so. Van Dien, Zach Galligan. Yeah, this is looks awesome. Judd Nelson. <laughs> and a lot of it's is is cameo. There's a lot of uh people are on green screen in studio in like in studio when they're supposed to be outside, and you can tell that it's added in later and the audio is not corrected properly. It's like there's a lot of scenes that are not good and you can tell. So it's it's all very weird. <laughs> oh, and this is also pre Kevin having his heart attack, so he's still heavy set, and it's also interesting to see that with him. Okay, so let's get into Cursed on Netflix, the last five episodes. So, you know, if you had, I'm gonna let you take over in a second, Jessica, but if you had five episodes <laughs> and then you had another five episodes to finish up your first season, what do you think is the last thing you should do? Probably not add like a hundred more characters for people to take think <laughs> of talk about. Like not even characters. characters. Just, just like it's just like they took the myth of the sword and the stone and King Arthur, and they just took it and went fuck you. That's what they did. Like it's just. Hey, and I'm sorry. There. What it really feels like is they took all of the different mythology versions of all the different Arthurs and all the different things, and then we're just like, here, here it is all stuck together. To be just, fair, though, when they introduce all those new characters, that's only to replace all the original characters that they just killed off. Yeah. So you have like a body count that evens out. I know. Like, oh, you lost that side character. Oh, look, new side character. Like, oh, great. And I'm like, oh. Okay, who am I supposed to be following here? Because I hate the main characters, other than maybe Arthur. Arthur, <laughs> I started to like significantly more, mainly because Arthur is a man who is a manly man that can cry. And I was like, yes, he cries. They love it. That's how Arthur should be. Not taking swords and trying to go in tournaments. No, that was <laughs> stupid. <laughs> this Arthur was much more like the Arthur he should have been. But, and then just... Like, I was just, I was gonna just watch, like, the four episodes, and I was gonna save the finale for today to, like, keep it fresh. But I ended up, I couldn't believe where it was freaking going, that I had to, like, know how it ended. But not only that, did I have to know how it ended. While I was watching the finale, I decided to also quick read the book to be like, no, 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 this can't. Although you all were getting awfully close to spoiling it for me, because we watched the last two episodes today. Well, you, were, I think you were getting awfully close. <laughs> I didn't say who Percival was. I just said Percival. That's all I did. Hey, and I didn't spoil anyone for whom the Weeping Monk was either. Yeah, was I it. found that out like this past Tuesday, and I've been holding on to that since. <laughs> that was Percival. Of course, Squirrel is freaking Percival. Squirrel, the little kid that like curses everybody he sees and cuts it, turns out into the be like the holiest of the knights. Who found the Holy Grail. That's Percival. In case you guys don't know the myth, Percival is the one that actually finds the Grail and is actually the purest of the knights. Like a little squirrel trying to cut out tongue. Well, a squirrel's a child. He's pure. He's pure. I know, but still, it's just... I mean, mean, he's so pure, he teaches the antagonist, Sister Iris, how to use a bow, which then kills our protagonist. (laughs) Just oh, which is totally not dead, but I just, of course not. But yeah, well, that was exactly what happened with Igrit and uh, <laughs> Ollie. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things that seem to be oh, very similar. This is very yeah. much very pushing the similarities between Game of Thrones, which is why I had to look at the book. And naturally, there are differences in the book than there is. The biggest difference would be once again Morgana. They just completely took Morgana from the book and just went, no, we're going to change her entirely from what she is in the book. Because in the book, she's literally just that loyal person. No doubt. Just the loyal, once Nimue. No no widow thing. No Kaliak, which that bugged me too, because I, I don't know what that goddess has to do with spiders. But I just... Yeah, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Although I do like Morgana becoming the widow. I do like I I like it, but I was like, what is this turn in character to all of a sudden not be? And it probably because it didn't match her loyalty in the book that she wouldn't doubt Nimue at all. Like she was like, no Nimue, you got to be a, be a power hungry bitch. Like come on, like let's let's go, kind of thing. That's how she is in the book. And I I did like her getting powers because she should have powers because Morgana is a sorceress. Yeah, but how she got her powers, and then also the the Kaliak thing was just that she's a winter goddess, like an old hag. I I looked, I was like, she doesn't have anything to do with spiders. What is this crap? Like, what what occurred is they went down a list of yeah. goddesses, <laughs> and that they went on like- a separate list of cool powers, <laughs> and then oh. they went, we like this name and we like this power. They're now one. And yeah. then you have crawl on someone's eyeball and it'd be okay. Spider. <laughs> like, which, which I'm is not f- okay. Just in case he's wondering, it's not okay. Mm-hmm. Which I'm totally fine with Morgana becoming the widow. And I did like that aspect of if you kill the widow, you become the widow. How she killed the widow, I don't know, because it cut to a very, very well done animated scene of a sword coming out of Morgana's mouth to impale the widows. I was like, could I have seen that? Like, but well, that's one thing that I have to say about the show. I don't. I think all of its money was spent on that last three minutes of fighting on that waterfall, like <laughs> in which Morgana and all her powers just all of a sudden could was the most useless damn thing ever. Just yeah. standing there and staring, I was like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "Girl, you're a death goddess. What? What? Like you're death witch. What are you doing? Like what? You're just standing there crying. Like what?" The- well, you know, she's got to learn. She's got to learn what how to use and what to do with things. I mean, that's she's already not already teleporting, though. Like, she, she's already popping up. She could have just teleported behind, Le- what is her name? Lisa or whatever. Iris. Iris. Just, just psychopath built to be a psychopath, too. What is this character? Ah, she's a psychopath. She pulled that's the it. Color. She pulled the Gollum Schmeagol. Like, yeah, I gotta. I we hate them. No, we, them. we have two Gollum Schmeagols because That's it's true. her and Uther Pendragon who insists on describing himself as a we. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm just sitting here and like, like she was in the same convent as Morgana, right? Like, what different upbringing did these two have? To have I, her be that psychopath. Your head. But it sounded like she said at some point that her parents were murdered. Maybe that made her crazy. Her father mm-hmm. murdered her mother was. when she was a baby. And I assume when she was a baby, he gave her over to the convent. 
I assume. I, mean, I watched it. Really situation where she was old enough to understand that, you know, that mess was messed up. Yeah, that mess is messed know. up. I mean, I'm trying to make this better because it's stupid. It's just... <laughs> so stupid. It's just, why are you so stupid, Nimway? Like, I get she's a teenager, but she is way too much of a teenager. I is mean, there anything? Like, did it seem to anybody like the second half of the show was a completely different show? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's on the, it's it's like that we're no longer building the character of Nimue. Like we just need to st- have stuff happen to her now. So that's kind of what that second half is. Like she almost became season eight Daenerys. <laughs> almost. Which yeah, more like season seven. She hadn't. She hasn't quite fallen off the deep end. Not quite Matt Queen. She just needs to wield the sword a bit more and chill. Fall off I the deep end. One of the weird things I thought was there. One of the things I thought was weird was that like you know when they're at the Fae like uh, home in the in the brush in the woods and stuff like that. All of those Fae there were like, yeah, she's our Fae Queen. Yeah, Fae Queen. And then after she cuts off the hands of that one dude. Like Roth is like, no, nah, she's not my queen. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's like, no, you were, you were one of the people saying fake queen. Yeah. That's what queens do, man. They chop off hands. Like, there you go. Especially fake queens. God, they're evil. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the issue with uh, having authority. Okay. Uh, I'm just saying, this, this show, I think, like, it, it, expediates way too much like it people run through the game oh it also has before i get into that it has the game of thrones fast travel powers like people get from <laughs> oh, place in 15 minutes uh-huh. like, and then they also get messages from places in in like instantaneous like they have cell phones like how do they know that cumber's men had already cut them off at the shore like it's happening as they talk how did it get back to them birds <laughs> Magic. Magic, yeah. Magic. Just just give everybody cell phones. I would be more accepting of that in the, <laughs> in the show at this point. Were there thoughts? Yeah. Hmm? I'm curious. What are your I know. Thoughts, Steven? It was it was an interesting one. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't like it. That's what he said. I don't like it. <laughs> I did there are a few moments I did quite enjoy. I did quite enjoy the Queen Regent's death. Not necessarily because she died, but not even how she died, but how she kind of sort of got her revenge at the very last minute of her yeah. own death by smiling and being proud of her not son and just <laughs> utterly destroying him. I mean, I do, like, I do like the irony of her constantly. All you see her do throughout the whole show <laughs> is, is make make things, cook things with poison in it, and then she doesn't think that hey, someone's gonna poison me. <laughs> she doesn't recognize it right away either. She's like, oh, wine's affecting me weird. Like, really? Really? <laughs> that proud? Well, yeah, probably. But just it's easy to presume somebody who has always been a underling doormat, doormat to continue to be a doormat. Hard to grasp when you've been using somebody as a doormat that they might reach up and smack you. Yeah, that is that is true. But that her little proud smile of him at yeah. the end was just just 
nice and I kind of sort of did like Merlin's quick turn from being a total drunkard to being a trying to be a very good dad just (laughs) I like that he became Thor at the end of the movie I know right well that's I mean that's druid I mean come on even in D&D lightning storm do that crap all the time in D&D as a druid it's like my favorite thing okay there this you go. Really seemed like a story they were making up as they went from scene to scene. <laughs> like you're dying right now. Okay, now you've got the sort of power back, so you're all good, and you have like the power of God again. Like what? <laughs> and, and now you can teleport. <laughs> That's your fast travel right there. It's for teleporting. There you go. Boom. Yeah, you know, you want to talk about made up from scene to scene, like the whole kind of side story with Pim and getting on that Viking ship, that's all pretty much fucking side story. Like it's entirely made up too. Pim is not around in the book after you lose her in the beginning, which is yeah. kind of sort of quite obvious within the show. That is quite the a TV fucking uh storyline to <laughs> oh, you know that nice guy that has a job and wants wants you to or is gonna be around. No, fuck him because he's overweight and smells like fish. Let's go hang out with this dirty ass dude that kills people and and robs places. I mean, a- are you feeling lately? <laughs> Maybe it's a little. <laughs> Just saying. I know what choice I would make. It's yeah, I'm sure you do. Because <laughs> you've been taught that by yeah. TV. But- <laughs> Just say really? Just really? Saying. You wanna you wanna have that conversation on this show? <laughs> Just saying. Do you know how many rights Viking women had? Like just they were equal to men, they took care of the households, they could get divorced, they could own property, they could clearly do all of that too. I, I'm sure she is very versed in Viking uh marital law. Just saying. <laughs> hey. Anyways, he gave hey. her protection for the rest of her life. Doesn't happen <laughs> now in the book. They are in jail when Nimue gets to the town, and there is a scene in which she tries to save a dead Viking's life, and it doesn't work. But the Vikings say, "We'll be on your side" because she at least attempted. So <laughs> maybe that was why for the change to make it matter even more that she tried to save that one Viking mm. but I couldn't tell you um, there are reveals in the book that are not revealed in the show yet so well they um, have something for the second season yeah which like the big one is uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the big one is of course Nimue's alive and they do reveal that in the book that she gets dragged out and I don't, do you guys want to know another Arthurian character is thrown in too? You guys, you guys want to know? You curious? Stephen's nodding his head. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna guess. Cool. Guess before you say it. Yeah. Go ahead. Try to guess. Guinevere. Yes. Who's Guinevere? Oh, you mean one of the people we've already met is going to be Guinevere? Yes. Who's Guinevere? Iris. No Who's way. That? Yeah, I was gonna say it can't be Iris. Uh, the red spear. Yes. Oh, that makes sense. That is See what I mean? It's that, that gaze lock with Arthur about owing him for that arrow. Yeah, she has like love interest, and that's who Guinevere is to Arthur. So no, yeah. she's she's gonna fall in love with Lancelot. The weeping, <laughs> weeping. 
Well, yes, but she marries Arthur first. <laughs> that's that's marriage out of like we need it's to combine these lands and stuff. Well, Ar- Arthur fell in love with Guinevere. Was what it was. He loved her for her beauty and the you know the reason why men love women, not for what's inside. <laughs> within mythology, I'm sorry. Within mythology. <laughs> Hey, I'm a woman going off the rails tonight. Much to talk about with this show? No, <laughs> but like we are now personally attacking each other. <laughs> Freaking men! Only took 185 episodes. Start attacking each other. No, I meant within within mythology tales that were written by men by the time. The reason why the main male character is in love with the person he falls in love with is because she's so freaking beautiful, and that's it. You know what? <laughs> I blame it on the Patreon donors. I think that all this influx of money is turning into like <laughs> Facebook politics. Somebody's going to get ousted, and like all their shares are going to be diminished. It's just going to be a mess. So See, we're like a rock up. band that signed a contract with the man yeah. now, and now we're just going to destroy ourselves from the inside. It's all that greed. Who's going to start cocaine first, though? Start? <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to increase their cocaine? <laughs> there you go. Oh, Lord. I don't know. Any, any, did any of you found anything slightly redeeming? Slightly enjoyable? This show, what's you know that phrase? Um, something is better than uh, the whole is better than the sum of its parts, or something like that. Yeah. Inverse that. I think the whole sucks, but there's some parts that are really like nice nuggets. Yeah, I agree with uh, that. I like the few moments here and there, a few characterizations, and I refer to uh, Lan- not, well, yeah, Lance a lot basically, but the Weeping Monk is this series is Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. In very many ways, quite literally, like he, his one of his final redemption scenes in this thing in this first season was literally like the ending of his uh, scenes in uh, Rise of Skywalker, yeah. where he's facing off against the other elite troopers and he's almost done for the count, but then he just miraculously fights them all off and he even does a few Darth Maul style, you know, flips and pirouettes. Yeah, I was like. That was kind of cool. I'd watch a lot more of a show that had this as its main thing. Also, yeah, I think within the first uh, episode after our last podcast, it was like revealed to me that, oh, yeah, he is uh, a fae. Of course he was. We had just talked about that. Yeah. But that seemed like it was the most obvious secret, too. Like, you could kind of tell that that was what was going on with him. Well, and clearly Ron had that figured out, too. Yeah, and I really don't understand his turn, either. Like, what is it that particularly Gwen says that makes it so that, oh, fuck, maybe I should be helping out? I don't think it was definitely Gwen. I think it was Squirrel. Yeah. But he... And then just knowing he wouldn't be accepted by his people, I really think it was that. It was probably just a combination of everything. I just, I don't feel like it was earned. That's all I'm saying. Now, I thought Merlin being portrayed as essentially the god of war at one point was a really interesting place to take it. Um, and I wanted to see so much more of that instead of what we were actually seeing. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate seeing stories where somebody used to be great and there's little flashes of those moments, but now he's just washed up and people think he's a fraud or some kind of, you know, con man. I was like, 
I don't care. I, I I would rather we watch whatever he was doing back in Rome, where the sword was like soul calibered onto his arm. Mm-hmm. He was like executing people left and right. Like that yeah. was so much cooler. And then at the very end, when you have them all super powered with the, all the lightning and everything, kind of like medieval in World of Warcraft. Which side note, by the way, this show makes me really think that they should make a World of Warcraft TV show. Because the problem with the movie, and I think we talked about this way back when it first came out, it's too short for all the content they're trying to show you. Like It would have been 10 episodes worth of a season that they crammed into a two-hour movie. And that was like the theatrical cut. Director's was even longer. Um, With all the inclusion and, and with the apparently ease of special effects now for things like face stuff and powers and things like that, you could very easily have World of Warcraft. And they have fast travel in World of Warcraft. They have like the Griffin system. You know, so it would make so much more sense. And if there was a way to reskin this as a World of Warcraft story, <laughs> it would be amazing. But as Arthurian legend retold through the lens of Frank Miller and this other guy, it just really misses the mark. It, it just disappoints. It doesn't bring anything new or clever enough. And the parts that are good are too far and just not enough to really spice it up. It's too compact is what it is. There's literally so many reveals in the last two episodes that you're just kind of like, ugh, of course he's Lancelot. Just like, it's kind of sort of like, oh, horse. You only got like seven more fucking nights to to go. So (laughs) season seven. Two. two of the knights are already Fae, so what are we going to have for oh, the rest three. of them? Wayne is a knight. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, not that we know what kind of powers Wayne has, or if he has powers, or what, or Squirrel, for that matter. I don't know. Like, some of the Fae have powers, some of them have deformities, or whatever you want to call it. It's, it's, some of them's just Pim. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, some of them are just Pim and completely useless. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, nothing particularly that I want to talk about that was great. But one more thing I want to slam dunk on is uh, the the sex scene between uh, uh, Arthur and and Nimue and all, and the song that is playing. Like the dialogue in this show is pretty bad, but then this original song of "I Will Be Your King." This is god awful and on the nose that was just wanted me to shoot myself uh yeah i don't know why but actually no i probably do know why all i could think of was the leonardo dicaprio romeo and juliet movie in that scene (laughs) that horrible romeo and juliet movie that's what that entire scene encompassed that whole movie (laughs) hey for so your next week's watch i think you should do romeo and juliet with leonardo dicaprio (laughs) I've already done it. I don't need to do that. Let's <laughs> so torture anybody with that. Weirdest oh. movie Is anybody looking forward to a second season? No. I will end up watching it. I'll end up buying the second book. Okay. <laughs> Since nobody else that's listening to this can see Steven's face, Jessica said that, and Steven's eyes got about as big as dinner plates. And just a sheer look of horror on his face. I'm you don't so have to. Confused yeah. where they're going from here. <laughs> just and I really like Frank Miller's drawings. <laughs> no, see, when when I, I joined art, 
No. I do. <laughs> I do like it. I'm sorry. See, see, <laughs> <laughs> it's all clunky and it's different and I like it it's just like, like it's weird We're gonna, I'm, you're gonna have to read the Dark Knight series then if you haven't already oh, you don't no, have to why would I do that? I'll just look at the pictures <laughs> I mean it's a comic book so it's, it's pictures are it so <laughs> I know, all you need to know is I'm the goddamn Batman that's all that's, that's the whole comic so is the Dark Knight comics the ones that were like the Dark Knight movies? No. 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 The 80s. So, so if anything, Batman v Superman is more like what you get from uh, the Dark Knight Returns. Oh, that's even worse, though. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. It wasn't a compliment. It was not. <laughs> I wasn't trying to tell you that it makes it any better. Okay. Just told you that's where that story comes from. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so Jessica's looking forward to season two, or at least going to watch. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm going to watch it because I just have to know where. How are they going to screw this up next? Like, just I don't see myself returning to it unless we end up talking about it for the show. I mean, uh, like no. slim. <laughs> I, I hope that at that point we have more things well, to watch. Just just know that it's probably going to be a while before season two since we can't seem to be able to record anything, film anything at the moment still. Uh, unless you're Tom Cruise filming Mission Impossible in the middle of space. So, I mean, I'm sure <laughs> coronavirus isn't in space yet, so. Yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if you send a film crew there. Well, that's, that's not the way that we think. Obviously not there. <laughs> We go there and be safe. Uh, all right. Any last thoughts from anybody? Cool. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia GEM. GEM stands for Geek Elite Media. Steven, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me across all social media as either Peppermint Gent or Peppermint Gentleman. And Jessica? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and TikTok as JM Bailey Writes. And John? I am on Twitter at Magic Bollocks. Elizabeth? You can find me with the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media, our Facebook pages forward slash Geek Elite Media. And check out our website for archive episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network, geekelitemedia.com. Uh, check out our Patreon page, which we mentioned er- earlier. You get all kinds of maybe Wait. cool things. <laughs> It's great. There will be Honestly, cool like, there are yeah, cool there, there, there's good stuff coming for that one. Uh, I was actually talking to a couple people about things to put up on there. So come subscribe. And mm-hmm. like this upcoming month, you might see some cool things. I there you birthday go. parties, special appearances. <laughs> John will, will dress up as a clown and come to your birthday party and be socially distant and just distant. <laughs> uh, rate and review us. Rate and review us on whatever podcatcher you use so that you can help spread the word of our network. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to Geek Out! This concludes our broadcast.